It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. I'm so glad you're here. Starting off with quote of the day. I heard this over the weekend, and I'm, I apologize. I don't know who to attribute it to. I'm not taking credit for it. But every challenge has its blessing, and every blessing has its challenges. Unknown to me who created that or who made that quote. But uh, once again, every challenge has its blessings, and every blessing has its challenges. Very cool stuff. All right. I want to talk about uh, credibility. And credibility in the world of business equals profitability. You need to have a certain level of credibility. Credibility, another way of looking at credibility is it helps you with your trust. It helps you with authority. So, if Mark Cuban called you up, and let's say you don't know Mark Cuban, but you know you get a voicemail or your secretary says, hey, Mark Cuban's calling you, most likely you would pick up the call because he has credibility. He has a certain level of authority in our eyes, right? The guy is credible. He's done some stuff. Now, whether you like Mark Cuban or you're not a fan of Mark Cuban, you would probably still call. You'd probably still take the call because you want to hear what he's got to say. And this is why credibility is so important. Now, for you guys that are movie buffs, one of my favorite scenes in the Avenger movies is a great analogy of credibility. So there's a scene where Captain America is telling these cops what needs to happen. You know, secure this perimeter, help these people out of this building. And the captain or the police officer in charge says, why should I listen to you? And of course, the minute he says that, a couple aliens drop out of nowhere and Captain America immediately dismantles them, right? And then the police officer in charge turns to his men and says, hey, we need a perimeter over here and go in that building and help those people. Because now, in his eyes, Captain America had built credibility. And he he wasn't ready to take any advice or listen to his, his directions until he was reasonably sure that Captain America had or or knew what he was talking about. And he saw for himself that he did, and so therefore he took action. So credibility equals profitability in the world of business. There are some other ways that you can build credibility. You can write a book. You can do webinars. You can get publicity. Another way of building credibility, when you have none, Let's say you don't have a book, you don't have any publicity, you're starting out. The easiest, fastest way to build credibility with your clients is 
show them that you can help them by actually helping them in advance. Now, again, that could be a free consultation where you say, hey, here's some advice, you know, this will work for you, you know, try this. And that's a great way to build credibility. Another way is work on a performance-based type compensation. So, for example, if you are in the marketing space and you can help your clients acquire clients through marketing, through advertising, then do that for your first two or three clients on a performance-based basis, right? So when I started out in marketing space, that's what I did. I would prove to my clients, and I want to say that 99% of my clients hired me. It's a great way to close clients, right? Every now and then you got some guy who will use you and abuse you. That's okay. Uh, but it's the fastest, easiest way to build credibility. You're removing the risk from your client. And you're showing them that you can do what you say you're going to do, whether it's marketing, whether it's fitness, whether it's whatever. So credibility equals profitability. And in your business, you need to spend a certain amount of time building that credibility. That's one of the reasons that people go to speaking, the reason people buy books or write books. Video, by the way, is another great way of building credibility. People get to know, like, and trust you in advance of getting on the phone with you or meeting you in person. So remember that credibility equals profitability. All right. Today on the show, we have uh, Dr. Nisha Jackson. She is um, been on the show before, but I really think that what she's doing is tremendously important. So I wanted to bring her back and talk about what she does. Speaking of credibility, she is the author. Uh, she's the author of Brilliant Burnt Out, Brilliant Burnt Out and the founder of Peak Medical Clinic. She's a nationally recognized hormone expert and gynecology health specialist with 29 years of experience in research and patient care. Dr. Nisha Jackson, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You bet. All right. So last time you were on the show, I had a couple of people who uh, both of them happen to be females, and they had questions about hormone replacement for uh, women in general. Uh, one person wrote in and said, hey, my husband is taking, uh, is getting testosterone injections, you know, under, under doctor's care, and he, he seems to be doing awesome. He's been, he's been doing it for a couple of years, and it's really helped him. He's roughly, uh, she said, mid-50s, and just responded okay. really well. Now, she went to her doctor to try to get some hormone therapy or replacement, and her, and her doctor basically said that he's not recommending it for women, and I just thought that was the weirdest thing. It's, it just kind of reminds me of, 
you know, back in the day where, you know, they had different rules for both men and women. Hey, men can do this and women can do that. But I wanted to get your take on this. Is that just absurd? I mean, is is this doctor just not experienced when it comes to uh, to women and, and uh, hormone therapy? What's your thought? <laughs> well, I'm a huge hormone advocate. And, uh, you know, most women in menopause, have to spend half their life completely uh, void of hormones, completely deficient in hormones. And hormones run every single part of your body, everything from your ability to concentrate, your memory, your ability to sleep at night, your mood, uh, so much about your energy, prevention of diabetes, protecting your bones, protecting from dementia, protecting um, your ability to just be able to function on a stress level. So there's, there's so many things that hormones have to do with that I just personally don't think that, and then this is, the, this is the, certainly the thought of every hormone expert out there, women should not have to spend half of their life completely deficient of hormones. And this has all become more of an issue really since 2001 2001, we had a, a very large study that was, that was put out. It was a very poor study, but it was a large study that was put out that showed that there may be an increased risk of breast cancer with the use of hormone replacement therapy. So, unfortunately, everybody swung clear over to the other side, and all of the medical providers in, in the world, but mostly in the United States, became very hesitant to start uh, prescribing or continue prescribing hormone replacement therapy for women for fear that it might put them at risk for breast cancer, even though we have many studies that actually shows it protects. Or, or instead of actually saying, well, what exact hormone showed a, a slight increased risk of breast cancer? Which hormone was it? And maybe not use that particular type of hormone. So, unfortunately, it was kind of like throw the baby out with the bathwater, and everyone became uh, very afraid, mostly medical physicians and practitioners, to, to prescribe hormone replacement therapy. So, all of us women have suffered from that. So, gotcha. it's, starting to swing, it's starting to swing back the other way where there's still so much support in the area of hormone replacement therapy use as women age. Because here's the deal, every single age-related illness for a man and woman is directly related to hormone deficiency, every single one. So whether it be diabetes, heart disease, osteoporosis, dementia, there's all a very strong connected correlation to hormone deficiency. So hormones help women and men age with less age-related illnesses, period, end of story. Now, hormone replacement therapy should be individualized. Somebody should be looking at their symptoms, their history, their risk, and then becoming very familiar with that patient so they can get individualized treatment, not just like one size fits all. So right. anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a quick blurb. Sure. Well, you know what? And, and, and interestingly enough, my, the, the second person who wrote in, an, uh, uh, another lady who wrote in, she brought up that whole bre breast cancer thing. And and here's the deal. Look, you're dealing with you're dealing with chemistry. So is it possible the body's going to react uh, differently? You know, uh, and, and the answer is yes. I mean, there are some people out there, believe it or not, who are allergic to chocolate. There are some people out there who, you know, um, you know, my body does well with caffeine, but it does not like coffee. I like the smell of coffee, but if, if I was to take coffee, uh, it, it's not good for my body. 
so my, my point being is, and, and this goes back to your point, which is it is individualized. It has to be individualized and you have to be willing to uh, go in there and talk with your doctor and, and, and check your blood on a regular basis to make things, to make sure that things are dialed in correctly. But, but here's my thought. And, and I can tell you, uh, I have taken hormone therapy uh, myself for a while now, and I'm almost 60. And the difference is night and day. The difference is huge. Uh, for, you know, uh, you mentioned things like, uh, you know, focus and brain activity. Absolutely noticed it. Um, when I got off my hormone therapy for a while, uh, sleep was definitely uh, poor. Um, you know, and, and uh, I had uh, no, uh, you know, virtually no energy, right? I mean, I, I, you know, I would still get up at the same time, but my drive was definitely not there. Uh, that's some of the stuff that I've experienced personally. And it's crazy to me to think that kind of what, you know, what were you saying that, you know, women spend half their life uh, hormone de uh, depleted. It, it, it seems crazy to me that if I was, you know, having hot flashes and struggling with all these other issues that I wouldn't look into it. I mean, to, it, to me, it's, a, it's an issue of quality of life. If totally, yeah, you know, because really, that's what is it. And so, if the hormone therapy doesn't elevate your quality of life, then by by all means, stop. Don't do it. But I think you ought to take it, and and certainly, uh, you know, you always have to check out the risks for yourself and all that other stuff. But back to what you said, it's got to be an individualized program. It's not one size fits all. And um, somebody else said this to me. I was at uh, I was being chastised by some guy. He says, "Well, you know." you know, that, that it's unnatural for us to supplement our hormones uh, because that's not what God intended. I said, well, I'm not really sure what God intended, uh, but, you know, we do a lot of stuff in our lives that is already unnatural. I mean, we have a, you know, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I mean, for example, we go to the exactly. bathroom inside our own house. Go ahead. Yes, exactly. I always say the exact same thing. Is there's nothing natural about our world today. There really isn't. I mean, think about it. From the foods we eat, the lifestyle we live, what we're exposed to from from just a, just 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 from a, a sensory input standpoint, the way we go through our lives with so much stress, it, there's nothing natural about what how we're living. And that's the reason why women are becoming completely hormone depleted at younger and younger ages. When I first started practicing nearly 30 years ago, we weren't really seeing women having serious menopausal issues until late, their late 50s or 60s. And men were not having they were not having testosterone symptoms of just deficiency symptoms till well into their 60s. So unfortunately, what stress does, or just, it, and, and stress means a lot of things. You know, we talked about this last sure. time. Stress could mean lack of sleep, poor diet, too much on your schedule, emotional issues, financial issues. It could be ongoing things, whatever. So stress depletes your hormones earlier. That's why we're seeing women that are in their late 30s and 40s, and men too, that have very low levels of hormones because the stress hormones 
are overcompensating and they're causing the decline in the sex hormones, the, the male and female hormones. So that's why we're, we're really having to jump in and intervene sooner because we're really putting all of these people at risk for dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, cardiac disease, diabetes. Just for a man alone, there's more receptors, testosterone receptors around their heart and their brain than any other place in the body. So no wonder men don't, they don't feel good. Their mood's poor, they lose their zest, they don't have any enthusiasm, they start gaining weight, uh, they start developing uh, hypertension. So these are some of the things that are directly related to testosterone deficiency. And, we, and women very similar. So I had a patient tell me yesterday that she thinks her hormone replacement therapy is divorce insurance. I had never heard anyone say that. And I thought, God, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. It's like she has a sex drive. She feels really good about her life. She feels good about herself. She's staying momentum to do that. You know, she's keeping her weight under control. Her skin looks good. Uh, she has no medical issues that she's a slave to. So there's so many things that hormones do to protect you as you age. But I will say it's got to be individualized. I think it should be plant-based bioidentical hormones instead of synthetic non-bioidentical. And there's so many options out there uh, for people to use. And so I just recommend seeing a hormone expert because you cannot rely on a general practitioner to understand this stuff. It's too complicated. It's Absolutely. all in my book. You know, and I want to say yeah. this. You look, general practitioners are general practitioners for a reason. And, and and let me tell you, my general practitioner, very, very, very nice man, um, love, love going to him, but he doesn't work out. He doesn't eat well. Um, he, and, and so my lifestyle is in complete contrast to his lifestyle. So uh, I go to him for things like, uh, you know, a flu and, and my annual checkup and stuff like that. But I go to a different doctor who can help me with my hormonal questions and, and stuff like that uh, because it, it just makes sense to me. Yeah, general practitioners are good people, but they're general practitioners for a reason, right? And and, and uh, exactly I, I do want right. to I want to talk about this because um, I think that. Uh, you know, in, in general, uh, I know that you work with some celebrities and stuff like that. So I wanted to talk about some of the celebrity, celebrity treatments that you work with or, or and, and how uh, it helps uh, some of your celebrity clients uh, stay in top health. Uh, talk about this a little bit. Yeah. So, again, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't really matter who you are. Uh, if we drill down and we look at the whole profile, so if I were to order tests for somebody that doesn't necessarily live close to one of my clinics, I would order testing and I would consult with them on the test results. So I, I order all the female hormones or male hormones. I order the stress hormones, the thyroid hormones. I look at the neural brain chemicals. I look at how the gut is balanced. So there's a series of questionnaires and a series of tests, blood tests that tell me exactly where that person is. And then I have a map. Then I, ha I can put all the pieces together and I can give them a roadmap of exactly what to do. So, and, and, and the great thing is, no matter what city in the world you live in, 
if I can give you exactly what to do and get you started on something, then, then, the, then the local practitioner or physician that you see can carry it on from there. Um, some people do that where they take it back to their medical provider and they say, this is what I need to be on. And most medical providers don't know enough about this, that they're willing to say, okay, that sounds good. looks like you had an ex a hormone expert do this. And it's a, you know, it's a pretty detailed write-up. And some uh, clients fly in to see me. Um, and, and also some clients will just um, uh, come back to me once a year for a periodic tune-up and still work with their local healthcare providers. So there's a lot of different ways of getting people balanced. But the, but the point is, it is just based on their exact chemistry. And we try to do it as natural as possible so that we're not using, we're not using hormones or treatments that are not um, native to the human body. We want the body to recognize exactly what it's getting as its own. Yeah, and, and just real quick, these, bland, these plant-based bioidentical hormones, they're available for both men and women, is that correct? Yes, yes, and there's a number of ways that you can do it. Um, and, and some people don't always choose to do plant-based, but the most important thing is that it's bioidentical. So you can have a bio, it's just, this gets kind of confusing, but bioidentical just means it's the exact same molecular structure as what your body produces. So it recognizes it. Instead of the Women's Health Initiative study that I started talking about at the beginning part of the show that, that showed an increased risk for several things, stroke, heart disease, uh, breast cancer, which no other study had done to date, but it was using a synthetic non-bioidentical progestin, which shouldn't even be on the market. That stuff shouldn't be mm. on the market. Like, get rid of it. But, but instead of saying that, they just kind of said all hormones are bad, which is really such, it's such, a, it's, it's such a tragic thing that happened in 2001 that we're still talking about today. So anyway, um, the identical is the most important piece of this. And all that means is if you put the molecular female hormones next to a bioidentical prescription hormone, they're the same. They look identical. So it could be plant-based or it could be synthetic-based, but it is bioidentical. That's what you need to ask for because that's what you want. Gotcha. And, and I like I like this idea of again this makes sense is to, is to make sure you get everything checked out. But I, I want to kind of uh, focus on something that a lot of people uh, don't understand. And, and you said you know you're going to check out the gut bacteria. Why would you do that? Right. So one of the things that we do with our patients at Peak Medical Clinic that I wrote about a lot in the book, Brilliant Burnout, is that you have to get the whole chemistry balanced. So you want the brain operating right, which means that the neurotransmitters need to be in balance with each other. You want the vitamin levels in the body to be perfect. You want to make sure that they are working together in harmony. Well, in order to do that, sometimes we recommend certain supplements that are unique to that particular person that they actually need. But we want to make sure that all this stuff, all the good food that they're now eating, that, you know, because we adjust the diet, the food that they're eating and all the supplements they're taking, we don't want to waste their time and money. The only way that they're going to get the benefit from the good food and the good supplements they're taking is if their gut balance is right. That means it has the right amount of good bacteria to absorb everything. Otherwise, you could just take it in and just pee it out. 
So we, we don't we don't want that to happen. We want the person to actually get the full benefit of what they're eating, all their wonderful nutrients and antioxidants. We want them to get the benefit, but it's only going to happen if their gut is healed. And most people that eat the American style diet, their gut is not good. So yeah. um, most people just don't think about that, you know, when they're eating and taking supplements, they think, oh, it's working. Well, how do you know it's working if your gut's not in balance? So that's a really big piece to what we do is making sure that we're not just spitting into the wind with these treatments, that it's actually working. Absolutely. And, and here's what's so interesting to me is, is uh, uh, back to what you said, the standard American diet has, come, has become really a death sentence for most people. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, and a lot of people don't know this. I, I'm sure that you're aware of this, but uh, you know, the the people who put together that food pyramid uh, aren't <laughs> doctors, um, and the the reason that that food pyramid that, that is unfortunately used in a lot of different circumstances to quote educate the public on what they should eat is put together by the industry of those food groups so dairy uh you know dairy gets their say in there and so does the bread industry and the meat industry and and, and poultry and all these other things and the reality is that a lot of this stuff i i, I don't i'm i'm again um i i'd like to get your opinion on this but i'm a big i am a big uh, uh what do you call it uh, believer that Dairy, especially today's dairy, is not good for the average human, for, for most humans. I mean, to me, uh, you know, dairy is, you know, dairy does not, does not do the body good. Your, your take on dairy, like it, don't like it? I, I'm a, I, I, you're so, I, you're on the money, no pun intended. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, that's so true. And it gets worse with age. So yes. your body's ability. And although we see kids plagued with this, that are just ODing on milk and, you know, all sorts of dairy products. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of been brainwashed to think that the only way we can get calcium these days is with, um, with, with, uh, dairy products. And, um, the problem is our gut is not really able to digest dairy very well. And so we have all, we have this, this huge epidemic of gut problems now for, with, with people, esophageal reflux, uh, food allergies, food sensitivities, belching and, and excessive gas and abdominal pain. There's all sorts of issues. And I really believe a lot of it has to do with not only our poor diet and what we're putting into our body that our body doesn't even know what to do with. Like, what, how, does, how does it know what to do with uh, red food coloring or artificial ingredients that are, like, laced with petroleum? I mean, how does it know what to do with that? And so dairy, dairy is one of those things that just, it just slows down the digestive process, and it really, it really clogs it up. So I don't think people feel well at all um, when, they're, when, they're, when they're taking in a lot of dairy, and it gets worse with age. Yes. Uh you know, it, it's funny to me, and, and uh, you know, I I got our kids off dairy immediately. Uh, my teenage girls, uh, their 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 complexion cleared up almost overnight. 
Uh, and it's just, again, it's one of those products that our, our body is really not made to digest. And it doesn't make sense because, you know, we're not taking mother's milk and and using that as dairy, which would be, which actually would make more sense because it comes from a human. No, we're taking, we're taking another animal's milk uh, to supplement our diet. And maybe at one point when it was more natural and less synthetic, meaning less chemicals added to it, it had a place in our lives, right? I mean, back in the day when, when not everybody had access to food and, and it was fairly normal or, or I guess it was kind of it made sense to maybe a, a you know if you were a farmer to, to use some of that milk but overall it's it's uh, it's just not good I mean and, and and for those who are like to maybe research some of the stuff that we're saying you know if, if you guys remember there was a, a campaign a long-running campaign with the little milk mustache and the celebrity saying milk does a body good well, as you as you you take notice, those commercials got taken off the air. Somebody sued the dairy industry specifically over that claim, and right. they had to stop that you know claiming that it does a body good because in reality it doesn't do the body that much good. And there's another study that shows that today's milk. And, and I don't know if it was today's milk, but that milk in general uh, does more bone damage than not drinking milk. That, that it, uh, I forgot what it does, but it makes the bones more brittle and actually leaches out the calciums that, that our bones have. So milk, not only does it do, uh, does it do no good, but it can actually do a lot of harm in some cases. And, and as you said, especially when we get older. That's right. And a lot of times we don't really, I think people get frustrated. They get frustrated when this information comes out because they feel like they've been lied to. Like, you know, like the food pyramid. I mean, there wasn't yes. one single research study that showed that that food pyramid was good for you. Not one. There's not one <laughs> of evidence. And, and not one. It doesn't exist. To try right. finding it, it doesn't exist. And, and yet we were brainwashed for 20 years plus that that was the way to eat. Six to 11 bread servings a day, really? really? So, so, so anyway, uh, so I agree. It's, 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 it's kind of crazy. But, um, uh, you know, we know now calcium is not as great as we thought it was. It's still an important mineral to have in your diet, but, but, but not the main source coming from dairy. Vitamin D optimization would be way better for your bones than, yes. than calcium. You have to have optimal vitamin D levels even to get calcium into the bones. So, you know, there's all these little tentacles to it. But I just tell people, you know, don't get frustrated when this stuff happens because you lose kind of faith in what, what people are saying. And, you know, things continue, continue to evolve. But I love that people can do their own homework now. I like yes. people becoming autonomous with their own, like you, becoming autonomous with your own health and saying, you know what, I know you said this or, your, or the gal that you talked to about the hormones. She came back from that position saying, wait, this doesn't sound right. How, how can I spend the rest of my life like feeling like this? And, and so I think it's good to question, and I think it's good to do your own homework because there's a lot of research out there that we have access to. And I think if you're not getting the answers, you find someone that will give you the answers. Like right. Me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, you know what? But, but you got to find somebody, again, you know, like you or somebody, you know, somebody that, that locally – 
But the other thing is, is you got to try and see how your body responds. I mean, you know, here's what cracks me up. Here's what cracks me up is that, uh, you know, this is all goes to marketing and, 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 and again, I'm a marketer, so I understand it, but you know, beer, uh, I would I would say that most people do not like the taste of beer. Uh, they get used to it, and and maybe there's a few who really really truly enjoy the taste of beer. But you know, for the most part, when you start drinking beer, most people will will if they're honest will tell you it doesn't taste good. But they persevere because it's cool because I want to fit in because it's been marketed to me and I want to you know I want to be you know whatever accepted. But they're so quick to give up on healthy things. Uh, oh, you know what? I tried that. It didn't work. And so I'm going to stop trying. You know, if it doesn't, if, if, if it doesn't work, then try something else. Get, get, you know, keep trying. I would, I would much rather try three or four different things and find that or five or six or 10 things and find one that works versus being a victim and saying, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I didn't. I just think that uh, when it comes to again quality of life, I much rather live a shorter, happier, more productive life than one that's longer, that uh, gives me no energy, no fulfillment, and I and I can't do anything. What's the point of that? I think, no, I, I think you're right, but I I want to make a point: is you're not sacrificing longevity for feeling good. You're not sacrificing that. You, you are improving longevity. There's all sorts of studies. There was a study done about four years ago that showed that testosterone optimiz- optimization in men reduces all-cause mortality. Okay, that's any cause of death except for, obviously, homicide and suicide. All-cause mortality is reduced by optimizing testosterone. So you're not sacrificing longevity to feel good. So that I know, I know maybe somebody's telling you that, but that's not true. It's not true for right. men or women. Well, no, and, and I didn't mean to imply that. I'm just saying if I have to make a choice, I'd rather live, you know, I'd rather live a, a, a high quality of life versus a poor quality of life. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, bottom line is uh, I'm a big proponent of it. That's why I, I wanted to bring it back. The book, for those who want to find out more about uh, – Dr. Jackson, you can go, the, the book's available on Amazon. It's called Brilliant Burnout, How Successful Driven Women Can Stay in the Game by, re, by Rewiring Their Bodies, Brains, and Hormones. Check out the book. If you want to get a hold of Dr. Jackson, you can go to Nisha, N-I-S-H-A, Jackson.com, N-I-S-H, Jackson.com. I will put both the book and the website in the show notes. Um, Nisha Jackson, thank you so much for stopping by. It's always fun. Looking forward to have you back. I know. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All righty. Good stuff there uh, from Dr. Nisha Jackson. And bottom line is, uh, it, you know, sometimes you got to turn off the, uh, the noise and just, you know, find a specialist who can help you answer your questions. Your body, your mind is too important. Um, Let's share this episode with everyone we know. Let's help everyone optimize their health um, and, uh, and, and have a more fulfilling, longer life. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. 
and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.